Hi there. I'm Nate McNeil, one of the elders here at JBC. And this is week five of our discipleship module on the kingdom of God. And this week we'll be looking at the practices of the kingdom and really looking at what the kingdom-oriented life looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. In this video, we'll pick up where Walt left off last week and uh, look a little bit more and talk a little bit more about warfare in the kingdom of God and look at a couple of Christian practices that will aid us in the spiritual battles we find ourselves in every day. So to start, let's take a look at the book of 1 Peter, and this is chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. The Apostle Peter says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. According to the Apostle Peter, warfare in the kingdom is a very clear and present reality. And in order to not only uh, survive the assaults mounted against us, but also to thrive as a kingdom citizen, we have to be prepared and equipped for battle. But given the nature of this kind of warfare, how do we actually prepare for it? And this is the question we're going to try to answer in this video. So what is the battlefield? That's one of the first things that we need to know. And for the purposes of our time today, we're going to talk about the battlefield of the mind. Our minds are arguably the primary battlefield where we as Christians need to be prepared to fight. We are attacked in many ways. But there are three regular targets, our attention, our affection, and our beliefs. So when it comes to our attention, if the enemy is able to capture our attention, then we become so much more susceptible to other types of attacks. This really is the portal into the rest of our minds. And in this day and age, there are so many things clamoring for our attention. And most of the time, these things are designed to distract you from that which is really important. So a good question to ask yourself on a regular basis is what are you paying attention to? The news? Facebook? The classifieds? The mirror? Whatever it is, don't underestimate its ability to provide a window of opportunity for the enemy to sneak in and begin to warp your thoughts. So now let's take a look at our affections. Once the gate has been breached and our attention has been captured, we are, we are now in a place to have our affections manipulated. And we can think of our affections as simply our likes or our dislikes, and it may very well start there. But really, the attack is on what we hold dear, on what we will sacrifice for, what we will die for. And then our beliefs. And in the end, it is what we believe that determines how we behave. And this is linked very closely to what we love. Depending on where my affections lie, my beliefs will likely change in order to accommodate a more complete devotion to those affections. So, how do we fight back? We must take steps to redirect our attention to that which is lovely, 
and bring our belief system back into alignment with the truth of the kingdom. Let's take a look at another passage. And this is in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In this passage, the Apostle Paul is instructing us to be transformed. And that this happens through renewing, reshaping, and reforming our thinking. We are being called out of conformity to the mindsets and worldviews of this temporal kingdom and to reorient to those of the transcendent kingdom. And we know when we've been successful, when we know the will of the king, and really, when we know the king. So let's now look at a couple of disciplines that we can use to take back some ground that we've lost and establish also some protective measures to avoid being overtaken again. The first practice we'll take a look at uh, is an important one in our, in our day and age. With so many things vying for our attention, we've become acclimated to distraction. We have become desensitized to the noise and nonsense that makes up a large part of what we experience every day. So a great practice to incorporate into your life on a regular basis is silence. That's right, silence. This is a time to remove yourself from the noise and the distraction of everyday life and focus your attention on God alone. It could be 10 minutes or 10 hours, but the idea is that you are quiet and still. And it's in these times where what you have been focused on and distracted by can drift away and you can fill your mind with that which is truly important. And we're not talking about transcendental meditation where you're completely emptying your mind and hoping that the universe will somehow fill it back up with good things. That is not what we're talking about. We are simply talking about times of stillness and quiet before the Lord. Our next practice is one that has a little bit more weight behind it. Sabbath. This is the day of the week that God set aside for his people to rest, to reflect, to recenter their minds and hearts on him and his kingdom, and to enjoy the fullness of it. And unfortunately, Sundays for many of us have become just another day. Maybe we go to church, but apart from that, we're not doing much of anything that we could call spiritual renewal. And in order to regain the ground in the battle for our minds, we need to rest. We need Sabbath. We need to turn our attentions heavenward and allow the sights and the smells and the sounds of the heavenly kingdom to permeate our minds and our hearts. And it is here that we come to know the king better and to understand our place in his kingdom. Our last practice we'll look at is studying God's word. Study really is a time that is set aside specifically to dig into an idea or teaching 
for the purpose of gaining a deeper understanding that will likely result in your thinking being changed in some meaningful way. And this is what our passage from the book of Romans is getting at. When we are renewing our minds through devoting our time and attention to the teachings of the Bible, we are putting ourselves in a place to have our thinking transformed. It is in these times of study that we come face to face with the realities of both our world and the kingdom of God. But we're able to see those now through the lens of God's word. Study is a time when we eliminate distractions, just like in silence and in Sabbath, and turn our attention to that which is most important. So to conclude, when we engage in these practices of the kingdom on a regular basis, we're no longer an easy target or a sitting duck for the enemy. We are instead reclaiming our attention, our affections, and our beliefs, and in so doing, we come to know and love the King of the Heavenly Kingdom. <laughs>